This, 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 this is mythical. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, while you're doing that, Nicole, I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing some 41. <laughs> skate Punk is back, and it's not Pop Punk. It is Skate Punk, but also they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to buy now. These salty, sizzling strips aren't just for the smiley part of your breakfast plate anymore. Bacon has made its way onto every section of the menu, and bacon buffs are zealous in proclaiming that it makes everything better. But are these truly innovative flavors or simply a fatty, familiar tune? Today we explore, is bacon overrated? This is a hot dog as a sandwich. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. (laughs) (laughs) What? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog's a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Ayer. And I'm your host, Nicole Hendizade. And today we're talking about a very sensitive subject, Nicole, because this... You this... say that every... Po- Did you no, know no, no, that no. you always start uh-uh. the podcast with, this is BS. a blank? Yeah, you do. I say this is a blank subject. What, what are you going to be like, this is a crappy subject. No, this you is a crappy say, subject that we're yeah. not going to discuss. <laughs> you say deeply controversial. Well, wow, what or... a garbage podcast <laughs> today's going to be with our very simple... No, this is the most controversial thing. And if we get canceled over... Over this Nicole, then it, it will be it will be all totally worth it because today we're, we're talking about bacon. Uh, enough yeah. of the stupid pretext. We're talking about bacon, which yeah, we are. which we could consider ourselves part of the bacon industrial complex. Why do you say that? Right, because I mean, if you think about Rhett and Link, so much of you know their kind of brand before sure. was this. Like we literally did one of the first episodes I worked on here was does ma- does bacon make everything better? Oh, okay. and we made burger buns out of bacon. We made the actual burger patty. We did a whole bacon baconalia is I believe what Denny's <laughs> baconalia. called. Baconalia, yeah, yeah, makes sense. Denny's used to call their bacon fest that, which was part of the bacon industrial complex, but. What we're talking about is, is bacon overrated? Has it grown too big for its bacon britches? I think it's overrated at this point. Yeah. It's been it's just been put in so many things that it doesn't need to be put in. And, you know, there's there's bacon chocolate bars. There's bacon cookies. There's bacon gum. Like, I don't need this stuff. You know, just give me a slab of bacon with my eggs, some toast, and a squirt of ketchup. Like, that's all I need. Like, this is just too crazy. I agree. I'm fascinated with the idea of these vintage cookbooks, right? Mm-hmm. You go to like these 1970s recipes where okay. it's like stupid jello molds yeah. or like a whole I salmon. I love those. I love them too, but yeah. they, they're very anachronistic, right? Like we look at them and we're like, who would make that today? That's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. I always wonder how our current culinary moment is going mm-hmm. to be perceived by generations after us and what the things are going to look at and be like, mom and dad, that's so embarrassing. I can't believe you just turned a bacon strip into a straw to drink a bacon milkshake with bacon caramel. That's ridiculous. I can't believe you guys made a Taco Bell lasagna. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. yo, that Taco Bell lasagna slap though. That was Your really kids are going to be very confused by that. They're, my kids are going to be very confused by a lot, but I, I will love them <laughs> just the same little Torbild and Ham. Those are their, their two names. Names. Ham? Ham. Ham is a biblical name. It was one of Noah's children. Isn't it Hamish? Mm, was ha- it was Ham short for Hamish? Did they give him a nickname in, in Genesis? Are you being serious? Ham is a name in Yeah, the- Ham, Shem, and Japheth were the three children of Noah. What? They had a child. 
Yeah, it is ham. Ham, shem, and javits. Why Fine. is ham? Why is pig not kosher, but Noah's kid's <laughs> name is ham? Explain that. Connect the dots, sheeple. <laughs> Noah's kid named ham. Can't eat ham for kosher. That's our book. Genesis is, that's, the Jews, we got that one. That's, we wrote that one, I think, I believe. Uh, anyways, what I'm saying is there is certainly a point in time in which our bacon sins we will have to answer for. And I'm fine with that. But right now, I think we're actually in a very healthy relationship with our bacon. Now? Like now, in general? Like at the current moment, I don't believe yeah. bacon is overrated. In, but like tw- in like 2009 and 2011, like it was bacon everywhere. I couldn't. I couldn't even walk down the street without seeing bacon. No, I, I think we had a somewhat shameful culinary moment. Yeah, yeah. Which I think is tied into a lot of things. Like, like everything in life, I blame toxic masculinity for this problem. Uh, mm-hmm. But no, there was... God, what did there's a a food writer named I believe Jed Portman who wrote for Garden and Gun, um, but he coined a term. Hold on, he called it like the lard and liquor era, uh-huh. where it was all just about culinary excess. Yeah, like think about the popular restaurants in L.A. Like Animal is a big one sure. that defined you know for you and I, especially living in the city, mm-hmm. you know defined a certain culinary moment. Their whole thing yeah. was they cooked a whole animal from nose to tail, and they had these like crispy pig ears. Uh, that were, you know, fried and tossed in a chili thing. And then I remember going there and eating, like, a fried buffalo pigtails with emulsified Frank's Red Hot vinaigrette, (laughs) stuff like that. And we were, like, so into this idea of, you know, just eating pork fat and bacon and excess and putting bacon in literally everything. The maple bacon donut was such a big sort of moment. So popular. It was popular, but I don't think – I do think bacon is losing its allure with people. But my question, I guess, to that end is should it? Because, like I mentioned, it's not Bacon's fault, right? Bacon didn't. Bacon didn't ask it's to be. It's the Bacon lobbyists' fault. The dang Bacon lobby. The the the, the rich, pork. the Mach brothers. They're pay, they're trading <laughs> in pork belly futures, and they're selling us all down the river. All jokes aside, we love the por- the pork board. We do. We do love. The, oh we yeah, love yeah, the no, pork no, no, board. We, yeah, certainly can. Yeah. We got we got to strike that. We pork board hadn't bought us bought anything for a while. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about one of your culinary heroes that abused bacon. Abused bacon. Harley Morenstein. We're talking about we're talking about Harley Morenstein. Yeah. I owned and what once again have nothing but respect for of Harley Morenstein. I love him. Great guy. And we certainly it was funny when we did this Taco Bell lasagna on on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Um, like it was obviously a, a sort of homage. It was definitely inspired by the sure. original fast food lasagna. Yeah. Um, but like a bunch of people were like, stop stealing Epic Meal Time ideas. And it was like, oh, okay, statute of limitations. Here. Also, we love and respect the Epic Meal Time guys. And they honestly taught us, they taught me at least a lot in the like viral food world. 100%. If it wasn't for them, okay, the Epic Meal Time guys walked. So <laughs> Mythical we could also walk. could also walk just a, at a slightly quicker pace. <laughs> Epic Mealtime walked so we could walk hoverboard. six years later. So we could hoverboard. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, I've actually talked to, to Harley. Yeah, uh-huh. a little humble brag. Uh, no, Harley Harley <laughs> was on, on GMM a couple years ago and stupid like fanboy me mm-hmm. brought him a copy of my cookbook and was like, hey, man, I... I never would have written this if it wasn't for you. I Cute. never would have had this job if it wasn't for the groundwork that y'all laid out. Because, I mean, there was certainly cooking content on the internet before that, but nothing turned it into a spectacle quite like Epic Mealtime. Sure. And a big part of that spectacle, I mean, the single soundbite that I remember most from that is bacon strips and bacon, bacon strips, strips and, and bacon, bacon strips. strips. Of course. And also I own Muscles Glasses. And Muscles Glasses. He, hot. Muscles Glasses, Alex, uh, he is a vegan personal trainer now. Hot. Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah, still so hot. So hot. He would oil <laughs> himself up with all that bacon grease. Um, 
No, but, you know, they turned cooking into a spectacle. Bacon was a huge part of that. I owned the bacon strips and bacon strip shirt. And I don't think that's, like, a shirt I would wear now. Yeah. You know? Because it had its – like I said, it had its moment. It had had its explosion. But now I just think it's overrated. Like, if I see, like, a bacon chocolate chip cookie, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, it had its time in the limelight. But now – it's just over. Like that flavor comp, that flavor composition doesn't do it for me anymore. But what what exactly about your palate would have changed between then and now? Well, let me tell you. I used to hate mustard. I used <laughs> to hate mustard. Seeing mustard would make me audibly gag. Like, like really? if it was on my plate, I would just I hated it. And then after seven years, I love mustard. Put mustard on everything. Like sun-dried tomatoes. I used to love sun-dried tomatoes. Now when mm. I see a sun-dried tomato, I retch. Sun-dried tomatoes are yeah. an interesting thing to bring up because sun-dried tomatoes were the bacon of the late 90s, early 2000s. What? Really? Okay, well, I mean, well. as far as a, a thing, this is something that like a lot of food writers look back on that era mm-hmm. and will kind of cringe, right? Yeah. Every single dish at every fine dining restaurant had like a sun-dried tomato and roasted red bell pepper coulis. Ugh, so exhausting. Right? So yeah. it's so exhausting. And not, like, it, Not to be a fancy lady, but oh, <laughs> how exhausting. A coulis with sun-dried <laughs> tomato. Come on, Percival. Let's go to the next one. Like, I'm such a... <laughs> Oh, first of all, let's go to the gastropub where they're putting arugula on the bacon burgers. Because <laughs> now it's 2007. Uh, but no, there's certain, I would call them, I don't know what the word shibboleth means, but I feel like I remember it from a linguistics class. It's like the one super salient feature of a thing. Maggie's la- laughing at shibboleth. Do you know what shibboleth means? Someone look at, what do you mean? No. Looking it up. A shibboleth is any customer tradition, usually a choice of phrasing or even a single word that distinguishes one group of people from another. Yeah, so I would say there are certain culinary shibboleths from different eras. <laughs> what? Don't laugh at shibboleth. <laughs> there are certain culinary shibboleths. <laughs> it sounds from like different... he's saying shibboleth. <laughs> Sybil Shepherd. Who's Sybil Shepherd? Uh, the lady in Taxi Driver. No, I never saw Taxi Driver. What? That's I... the one where, where Robert De Niro or Al Pacino. <laughs> Robert De Niro. Robert De Chino. <laughs> I hey, love give me that a... movie. I actually re- re- rewatched it last week. But you were saying well, we're about about shibboleth. So <laughs> idea that you can look at different eras, right? You look at the seventies, you see like Jello molds or uh-huh. whatever. Um, okay. Certain eras that you can look back on and be like, man, people were using and abusing that thing. Mm-hmm. And bacon is just kind of caught in that. But again, the taste of sun-dried tomatoes never changed. The taste of bacon never changed. Just now, changed. but you changed. Yes, and we changed. We changed. The culinary canon changed. Now it's all about spec. <laughs> spec, the new pork brother coming you to bacon want- burgers near you. Do you want your burger wrapped in spec? Do you want spec and chocolate? Do you want spec flavored vape juice? You were not expecting spec, were you? <laughs> no. Spec's like a slightly worse German bacon, right? Yeah, no, it's like prosciutto a little bit. I, I remember, like to think. I'm, I'm starting to think back to like that era of dining, this uh, lard and liquor era is when yeah. I started like going to nice restaurants. Mm-hmm. Like my brother would like save up his student loan money and like take me to a nice restaurant. And I remember That's getting really nice. just, wi- yeah, shout out to John. John's yeah. the greatest. John, you rock. Uh, introducing me to so many cool foods in LA in a time when I was like kind of looking to, to what I wanted to do mm-hmm. and it really inspired me a lot. But I remember going to restaurants. I believe Salt's Cure was one of them. You remember oh, Salt's Cure? You know, I would always drive by it. And I'd always say, you know what? I'm going to go to brunch one day and I'm going to do it by myself and just sit and read a book and go to brunch at Salt's Cure. Never did it. Never did it. Never, Never once. Did it. Never once <laughs> did I do it. But boy, oh boy, did the Nicole in my head really want to. I love that. There's always the person in your head that you wish you were. <laughs> You know, like, oh, I'm totally going to be the girl, like, I'm going to sip a single French 75 and, like, read a novel, and a man's going to come up to me and go, like, what are you reading? I'm like, listen, sir, I'm here by myself, and Nicole is enjoying a Nicole day. 
And you never do it. I never do it. I did it once. And you know what? I had a good time. And a lady <laughs> even came up and was like, what are you reading? And I was like, some garbage pretentious book. There's power in solitude, There's especially solitude. during this time when everyone just mm-hmm. wants to be a part of a collective. It's like, I'm going to rebel and eat bacon <laughs> and read a book during brunch by myself. Making yourself available only to yourself <laughs> is a power. You know, despite like, well, why would you go do that in a crowded bar? Actually, to de-stress from shoots when we first started shooting here uh-huh. and I was all like nervous every time we yeah. do it, I used to go to Black Market Liquor Bar. Great place. Great place. And it's very, it's it's dark and it's very loud and it's cool. Beautiful, yeah. And just f- really delicious cocktails. Make my single favorite penicillin in the city. And yes. I would go there and I would sit alone at the corner of the bar and I would just let the sounds of Studio City wash over me. <laughs> it was really cathartic. What I was saying about Salt's Cure yeah. is that in this lard and liquor era, I remember just getting a tub of whipped lardo oh my god don't talk to me about lardo oh my it's literally (laughs) like you get bread and butter except it's bread and pork fat oh my god so i don't even think it was bacon as the most overrated thing this is just this era where everyone was trying to put pork fat and everything and i'll tell you what's more overrated than bacon pork belly oh yeah pork belly is dumb i don't understand how first of all bacon is pork belly obviously it's just bigger it's well i mean yeah but i mean bacon is it starts off with a whole pork belly yes. that's that's sugar and salt cured and then smoked. Yes. And then typically okay. sliced into strips. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, pork belly is just unseasoned bacon. Yes. And, and so, it's just cut differently. Yeah. yeah. It's cut differently. Like, you can cut pork belly into strips. You go to Korean barbecue, you get pork belly. It's cut sure. like American yeah. bacon. You know, but so many places started advertising, especially after bacon went out the window mm-hmm. in, say, like 2010, 2011 or something. Uh, people started advertising pork belly burgers. And everyone was like, oh, my God, pork belly is so <laughs> indulgent. It's so good. I'm being bad today. And do you know that pork fat's actually better for you than olive oil because of blah? And it's like, bro, you're just putting unseasoned, you're putting plain flavored bacon on that burger no, at this point. No, no, but they would like, they would alter it a little bit. They wouldn't just say, they wouldn't take bacon and call it pork belly. They would take pork belly and say it was pork belly. And add like I'm a saying? half-assed bacon-y sort of glaze on kind it too. Kind of, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. I agree with you, kind of. Yeah. Because, well, every, sing- every single dining experience I've had, it's like pork belly sliders or like yeah. pork belly, freaking, I was going to say omelet, but nobody makes pork belly <laughs> omelets, but I should make a pork belly omelet. Well, no, this is actually a perfect example of like someone trying to make a fancier version of bacon and calling it pork belly yeah. is I had a, you know, the Hangtown Fry? Sure, with the oysters. Yeah, Hangtown yeah. Fry. It's like one of the coolest dishes. It's a California original from like the, you know, pioneer mining days mm-hmm. up in San Francisco. Yeah. Miners would take their like, you know, gold riches of the day and they'd want to buy themselves a fancy meal. So they'd go to the saloon and they'd get an omelet that was studded with bacon, cheese, uh, fried oysters and maybe hollandaise, mm-hmm. I think. But anyways, I got a fancy version of a Hangtown Fry no and they put... They advertise pork belly instead of bacon, and I thought it was going to be bacon because you need that saltiness with the eggs. You already sure. got the salty oysters, but I want both of those double salty. Yeah, hits. it's like minerally salt and like yeah, fat salt. Exactly. I know what you, mean. Yeah. You, you get like both. You get sea salt and then land salt. Yeah, sure. It's just like unseasoned pork belly just mm-hmm. thrown on there, and it like ruined the dish for me completely. Was this at Salt's Cure? No. This was somewhere else. Yes. Okay. You want to tell me where? No. I'll tell you after. I'm not just going to flame this random person, but they are (laughs) now kind of big on media and it makes me mad. Hmm. Um, They seem really nice. Hmm. Uh, I hope they don't hear this. Uh, But uh, but anyways, you know, that was like an issue where bacon would have been the correct choice, but because Mm -hmm. bacon is passe and pork belly will give you- Eventually be passe. Eventually be passe, but was now kind of in the moment, then they use that and it made it a worse dish. So there's part of me that thinks- that us reacting so strongly to the bacon being mm-hmm. overrated 
is putting us back in an even worse hole. Like bacon had bacon is delicious. Objectively, it is. no bacon one is, is denying that here. Bacon is delicious. It's it was just overused. Whenever oh. I was beginning my culinary career, it was just in everything, mm-hmm. and it really boggled my mind. I'm like, is this really what it's all about? Like bacon, this bacon, that bacon, whatever, and bacon. Bacon. Remember the bacon wrapped avocado with the egg yes. inside of it from Estrella. From Estrella, yeah. That's a like like that was like upper echelon amazing stuff that was happening, mm-hmm. and then it was like people just like putting like wrapping everything in bacon. It was just tiresome. I mean, I remember going to an event and they had a mason jar on every single table <laughs> filled. You know where this is going? Just filled with strips of bacon, and it was a hot day and the bacon was just sweating in the sun and there are these like rich fancy people Mm -hmm. these rich fancy people just like grabbing fistfuls of bacon covered in grease their wine glasses are stained with grease oh my gosh (laughs) i mean truly this thing like marred by a different kind of excess right not like a not like a rich excess almost a sort of pedestrian excess yeah where it's like look i can eat pork fat like the commoners you know that's kind of what it what it reminded me of yeah but what was I gonna say? I don't know. We're gonna compare it to like uh like the Greeks and how they had like <laughs> yeah, that was like parties. the downfall, the downfall of the Roman yeah, Empire was their excess. Yeah, that was us. Well, that'd be a very ironic <laughs> way for America to go down. Like not because of you know political infighting and widespread no, no, no. corruption and a distrust in media and distrust in institutions and distrust bacon. in democracy in general, but like bacon just gives everyone heart disease. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We're all done. We do have the don't we have the highest rate of heart disease in like the world? We got a lot of hypertension in America, and I think yeah, bacon gives Americans. Hypertension. <laughs> Unless the pork board is bad. Lean pork exists <laughs> and is good. Well, all I'm saying is bacon is delicious. I love bacon. I eat it often. But I just think it's used too much. Use other things. Use prosciutto. Use guanciale. Use other ways of pork. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans, they've got you covered. Heck yeah, they do. Their products come in a variety of amazing colors, from classic black and white to pinks, greens, yellows, and blues. And the best part, Nicole... Everything's non-toxic. Josh, I've been in the market for a kettle for months. Yeah, I've heard you talk about it a weird amount. Yeah, I've bought like a bunch, returned a bunch, but I just got my hands on the Great Jones Fellow Kettle collab, and I got it in the color broccoli, and I'm so excited to make artisanal teas and coffees. I'm trying to get on my coffee game right now, and I'm Mm. so excited to use a gooseneck kettle. We have no idea. I'm excited to use their yellow hot dish, a.k.a. casserole dish. Shout out to Minnesota and Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, But I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, I'm an adult. I should have nice vessels to serve food out of instead of just serving it on like stainless steel restaurant style things. And I like it. It's cute. It's got a good design. Bakes really well. Holds heat. I'm in, baby. And once you try Great Jones, you'll want to share it with friends. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SANDWICH. That's greatjones.com, promo code SANDWICH. I'm trying to think of what the current moment is doing to excess. You know, what is the bacon of now? Uh, I mean, we, we went through a kale phase where that was a big thing. Everyone doing a kale Caesar salad, especially because, I mean, the thing Massaged with, kale. Massaged kale. Because the big thing with bacon was that, like, it was just places where it, it just didn't belong. Yeah. Right? Like, um, I mean... Aleppo was, pepper. Aleppo pepper is the... Aleppo peppers on everything. Shishitos. Oh, shishito peppers. Uh, so uh, overrated. Beets. 
No, no, I like beets. I like you beets. know what I think the one most overrated kind of thing is right now that people fetishize to a degree that they fetishize bacon. Uh, can I guess? Yeah. Grilled cheese sandwiches. No, I do love grilled cheese. No, it's kind of in the opposite spectrum of bacon. Juice. It's well, uh, juice is part of it, but uh, I'd say beans. Rancho Gordo beans. Rancho Gordo beans, dude. What is up with this? What is up with these weird? I, one Rancho Gordo. They make like they make nice beans. They're, they're good beans. <laughs> yeah, they're right? all right. Beans. It's good beans. But when quarantine hit, especially you had all these people, especially people in food media, who were like part of this bean club and they're part of the monthly bean club at Rancho Gordo. And Rancho Gordo, I follow. Uh, I believe his name is Steve Sando, mm-hmm. who like you know operates it, and he was like sending out Instagram messages all the time, just like I'm so sorry, we have like a thousand people on our our bean club waiting list and it's like I don't know it's I don't want to go so far as to saying it's virtue signaling as a response to mm-hmm. the bacon epidemic that we had in 2008 okay because I think like when I talked about masculinity I do think that that plays into this I think there is some weird politics involved in this are beans Whereas, masculine no beans are feminine bacon's masculine got it <laughs> not, not like actually but I'm saying you know um talking about the way that I don't know, say masculinity, et cetera, politics, uh, your sort of beliefs and empowering that affects down to your food choices, right? If you were to ask like like people who uh, swear by red meat. So for instance, there's a football coach named John Harbaugh. Okay. Right. John Harbaugh is a little bit of a wackadoo. He is the coach of uh, University of Michigan, Jim Harbaugh, one of the Harbaugh brothers. But anyways, he tells his players not to eat chicken because it is a nervous bird. Chickens are too nervous and skittish that you... If you try and get the protein from chicken meat, you will be nervous and skittish. So you got to eat beef. Beef is a resolute animal. And like with how important beef is to Texas and pork is to the South, Mm -hmm. I think there's this kind of thing where like you think you're a big tough guy if you eat a bunch of bacon. And -hmm. I think you can see whenever I would post a picture of vegetables, because again, I'm complicit in this whole baconalia thing because I wrote a food blog called Culinary Brodown where I'd make a bunch of bacon stuff. Yeah. uh, I was going to ask you, how much of your book is actually bacon? (sighs) Not even that, that, that much. Uh, Uh There's certainly like a a fair amount in there. Um, And again, I do love bacon. Yeah. But you know, I would post a picture of any vegetables and you get so many like meat hardo guys in your DMs being like, that'd be better wrapped than bacon. (laughs) And it's like, there's no moral virtue. You're not a tough guy for eating bacon. Or it's the same people who are like, you post a video of you cast iron searing a steak and they're like, the only way to cook a steak is outside on a fire with your bare hands. You need to kill a bear and then make a spatula from its bones. Kill a bear? That got (laughs) dramatic real fast. No, but I mean, that to me is like the kind of psychology behind this. And then, you know, the response to this, like all bacon, everything is like, hey, everyone, we should be eating plant-based. Beans are a source of good natural protein and fiber. We should all be eating beans. But now let's completely fetishize them and make a wait list a thousand people long to get the finest beans in the land. Yeah, beans are in vogue. Did you know there's something called cranberry beans? I recently yeah. found this out. They're so pretty. They look like a tie-dye t-shirt. Oh my but god, scarlet form. runner beans? Oh my god, yes. Unbelievably gorgeous. Yes. Maya Copa beans. Ma? <laughs> my, I don't know, a bunch of fancy beans from Rancho Gordo. And I also love beans. And again, I like we're both susceptible to trends yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I just like to eat my Rosarita beans. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, give me some Ortega black beans, sir. <laughs> give me, That's the, all give I me need. the canned refried bean stuff. Yeah. But I just always wonder where the natural end point of these trends is going to be. You know what I think the next food trend is going to be? Hmm. Cool peppers. <laughs> Go, be, we're talking bell or chilies? Chilies. Yeah. I think chilies. People are going to want to look for cool ass chilies. It's starting. Yeah. It's already. I um and I almost ruined my shot with my girlfriend uh, Julia, whom I'm I love sorry. very much. 
No, on our first date. I, I must have told you the story. I had to have told you the story. Tell me, tell me, tell me. We went to Nightshade by Mei Lin, one of my favorite restaurants. Oh, my God. I went to Nightshade, too. And what a first. That's yeah, a big yeah. first date move. That's a bold first date move. That is. I went there, and just weird fact, Tim Duncan and Greg Popovich of the San Antonio Spurs were dining there. Wow. And I was like, what a good sign. And we order some, like, crudo dish or something, and the server goes, oh, and that's served with habanado peppers. They are a habanero, which the capsaicin has been removed. They've been bred that way. Okay. So you get all the bright flavor of a habanero without the crushing heat. And I go, oh, my God. What farm are those peppers from? Oh, yeah. Okay. To me, it was a very normal question, especially someone that used to write about restaurants in L.A. and also write about agriculture. I was like, okay, this could be from Kung Tao up in Fresno, or it could be Dan Barber, Row 7 Seed Company, because both of them are doing really cool things with peppers. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, the server, I thought, would immediately have the answer ready, because that's the type of restaurant that you go to. Yeah, exactly. They know everything. They should know everything in the back of their hand. I totally agree with yeah. that. But in also Julia was a, a restaurant publicist at the time. And yeah. so I I didn't think anything of it. I wasn't trying to impress her. I was asking out of my own curiosity. Sure. But she was just immediately she literally went like, I'm gonna leave as a joke. Oh. But I was like, Oh my god, no, 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 like I'm not a dick. I'm just you see, and the server was like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he comes back and he goes like, oh, it's like row seven seed. And I was like, it is Dan Barber. I knew it. Dan Barber's breeding these peppers. That's the same dude that literally just fed chickens. A diet of only chili peppers to see if it would turn their yolks red, and it did. It did? It did. Wow. Like, how red? I don't know. Like, <laughs> like fire engine red or, like, opaque? Like, I'm sure we can Google like a picture of lips, it. Like, Maybelline lipstick red. Really important. <laughs> I need to know, Josh. I can't tell you, but all I know is I, I now, in the same way that I wanted bacon in 2008, I want to eat these stupid chickens with the red yolks. Oh, eggs. Eggs is a big one. Fancy egg. Fancy egg? What and, kind of fancy eggs are we going to uh, get into? You know, people are going to... You know what? People are going to start feeding their eggs <laughs> blue sour straws. <laughs> and then the yolk <laughs> is going to turn aquamarine. This is what I think. <laughs> the limit does not... Yeah, that's that's the next thing. We're Did gonna, you say the limit does not exist? Yes. <laughs> we are going to make egg yolks every color, ladies and gents. We got red from the chilies. We got blue from the sour straws. What's another unnatural color? Uh, you got purple from Skittles. You <laughs> need them with purple Skittles. You need to feed them a whole box of Fruit Loops. No, Skittles are white in the middle sometimes. I'm sorry. <laughs> and then in 25 years, we're going to be looking back on this being like, are, are, are rainbow eggs overrated? Here's I'm, the thing. The shibboleths of the rainbow eggs is, is I'm that. I'm telling you, it's chilies and rainbow eggs. You heard it here first on the podcast. The hot dog is a sandwich. And we are going to be equally ashamed of that in 20 years. You know what I think, <laughs> well, Nicole? Hey, here's the thing of what I think. Bacon, <laughs> What's up, buddy? Bacon's fine. Bacon's fine. Bacon's good, right? And we enjoy bacon. It's salty. It's crispy. It's all meaty. Sausage has always been the superior choice. Can I ask you a question about Go your ahead. bacon preference? Yeah. Do you like your bacon floppy or crispy? Floppy. Okay. See, because I like mine floppy too, but sometimes I like to <laughs> microwave it. <laughs> And then it gets really crispy, like like teeth shattering crispy. That's really really good too. But I went to this really great restaurant. What was it called? Um, uh, the Rose. Have you been to the Rose in Venice? I love the Rose. I had in Venice. a big piece of bacon. Like like you can't see my hand right now, but it looked like a I don't know, like like a vape. Like a vape the size of a vape? <laughs> of a vape yeah, pen? those large vapes. Oh, the big old vape rigs. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see them just pouring out of cars? Yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. Oh, you God. see the big vapes where they have like a, like tech decks on them or yeah, something? Yeah. I don't know. Like extension packs? Like a slab. A like, vape-sized slab of yeah, bacon. Yeah, you know, like the extension packs of Digimon and stuff. <laughs> Game Boy. Like a Game Boy extension pack, but a vape. Yeah, so it was, like, 
<laughs> so it was that, and it was bacon. And my friend worked there, and we got to eat their para gratis, which I really, really enjoyed. That means free. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought it was a. I was like, yes, para gratis, <laughs> the pate made from the liver of, of the songbird <laughs> of the Galapagos. I'm familiar no. with that dish. No, we ate their para gratis, which is free in Spanish. And then, <laughs> and then. Uh, it was just this big old vape-sized slab of bacon, and then the outside was crispy, and then the inside was like this beautiful, soft, gorgeous like meat, and then it was glazed in this maple, and then they put like alderwood smoked salt on it. Oh, sorry, I just <laughs> you salivated. You yeah. just drooled on yeah. the table. This is a nice to put a coaster down if you're gonna drool. I have a coaster right here. There's you no literally mean. have a drool coaster for you already. It is not a drool coaster. It is a multi-purpose coaster. But that, that's that's a situation where the bacon is the star of the show, right? Yeah. The bacon gets to take precedent. Yeah. Whereas, like, in all these other things, they're trying to shove bacon places where it doesn't belong. Yeah. And I know something about shoving things where they don't belong. <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? <laughs> but, what do you, okay, what do you think the best application for bacon is? If bacon's overrated and now there's been this whole rejection of bacon, where do you think bacon should stay? What's the best application for it? Mm, I like bacon cut up in my pancakes. Yeah? Yeah. That's nice. You get the little studs of salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even on like a, a breakfast sandwich, I always prefer sausage over bacon. Uh-huh. Um, but that said, a BLT for me is one of the most perfectly constructed sandwiches <sighs> of all time. Sometimes when I feel really not, I have a BLT like once a year. <laughs> What's the special <laughs> occasion for your once a year BLT? Because it's pure, unadulterated pork. Yes. And I feel bad about that. Oh, that makes sense. You still have a, b- a bit of the pork shame. Yeah, I do. Of yeah. course I do. It's intrinsically within me. I've like, seen you shove a lot of fistfuls of prosciutto <laughs> in your mouth. There's been a, too much just prosciutto. You I'm like sorry. huddle, you like go into the fridge and you're trying to hide behind the door, but I see the little fat flaps of prosciutto yeah, hanging out as you're shoving it yeah. in your mouth. I love prosciutto. Prosciutto is different for me. It's because my dad showed me what prosciutto was when I was 14 and he changed mm. my life forever. Bacon is different. Bacon is still really naughty. For me. So I have it once a year. I have a BLT once a year to remind me, like, you, this is your industry. Like, yeah. you work in food. Like, you're allowed to eat this. It's a part of your job. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Thank I you. think that's very beautiful. Thank you. In conclusion. <laughs> yes. Bacon, whether we like it or not, has cultural weight to it. Like you said, you have more shame about eating bacon <laughs> than prosciutto. has yeah. more cultural weight when people say, that'd be better wrapped in bacon. Everything's better wrapped in bacon. Mm-hmm. No one says everything's better ha- wrapped in ham or prosciutto. So whether we like it or not, should. bacon is, I do agree with that, bacon has become such a huge intrinsic part of our culture. And yeah. I do agree that for a time it was overrated. There was a, about a five-year period that we're going to look back on with a lot of shame for what we did with bacon. But bacon is a spectacular product. I don't need to convince anyone of that, of course. But it should be treated with respect and also restraint. Respect and restraint. Respect and restraint. Things that we do none of. What's wrong I'm with learning. us? I'm learning. I'm <laughs> learning. It's a process. This is the pot calling all the kettles black yeah, right now. Yeah, I'm trying, man. <laughs> okay, Nicole, we're back. Nicole, we've heard what <laughs> you and I have to say. Now, stop laughing. Now it's time to find out what I... I'm just kidding. Keep laughing. Nicole. Your laughter brings me so much joy. It is like the laughter of a small child. It's like when you fall down and you see the smile on a baby's face looking at you, playing the buffoon. This is what your laughter does to me. Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rallying out there in the internet. All these stupid opinions. It's time for a segment we call Opinions (laughs) Are Like Casseroles. What? Uh, no, these opinions aren't aren't stupid. They're controversial. Hold on. I want to go back 
to the thing that we were talking about. What? We were talking about like like culinary trends that go overboard. It's funny seeing that in other cultures. Uh-huh. Right? And that like they don't necessarily reflect ours. Like I remember I went to a very fine dining restaurant in Israel. It was, uh-huh. I believe, Mise La La from the, Oh fun, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've heard um of it. very well known. Like uh, should have a Michelin star if, if Michelin traveled to Israel, but they don't. Um <laughs> but anyways, their whole thing, like Mexican food just hit Israel, Israel? at the time. And I so, was when I went, it was sushi. That's funny. Yeah, I, I was like a little, a couple years after the sushi craze. Yeah. But I remember that like Vietnamese immigrants were like opening sushi bars because yep. people really wanted it in the desert. Um, <laughs> but anyways, uh, Mexican food is really big. I went to this fine dining restaurant and like one of the dishes was like, you know, like a, the, what do they call them? They call them mariquitas in, in Cuba. The thinly sliced plantain chips, but they're like long. Uh-huh. Okay. It was one of those with like black bean puree. Oh, yeah. And like a tomatillo puree dotted on it. Okay. But it was literally just like a plain black bean puree. But if you've never had black beans, right? If you've only eaten, you know, thinking about like uh, what's in fool? Chickpeas? Not chickpeas. The other Lentils? one. Lentils? No, the other one. I don't. I don't know what. Fava. Oh, fava, fava beans. beans. Fava if you beans only had like fava beans, beans and chickpeas and lentils and stuff like that, you see like a black bean. You're like, holy crap! <laughs> so it's just like a pureed black bean on a plantain with some like bad salsa verde. It's okay, man. They're learning. It's a process. Yeah, and it's a completely process. different taste to other people. Yeah. But I'm like, yo, growing up in Southern California, like this is yeah, this is laughable. It was like childlike. And all the rest of the dishes I was blown away by. This is a good segue into this. They had like a fish dish with like a horseradish and lemon, you know, uh, nitrogen frozen mm. buttermilk ice cream. that They like pounded yeah. on it and spread it over the fish. Hey, speaking of fish and ice cream, opinion casseroles. Some nerd Zach says, fried catfish dipped in soft serve <laughs> vanilla ice cream is delicious. No joke. This is joke. This is joke. Gross. Uh, some nerd Zach. This is a joke, right? It's gross. No, but hold on. What? <laughs> hold on. Nicole, what? I, th- I think you know what I'm going to say here. What if you took a bunch of tartar sauce <laughs> and you just spun that in an ice cream maker? No, I thought you were going to say you dip french fries in ice cream. Why not accidentally pick up the fried fishes on the no, side of your fish and chips? I thought that's what you were going to say. Is, that is uh, a, bridge, a bridge quite far. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say too far. I'm not going to roll it out. The okay. thought of fish and vanilla ice cream makes me feel a little bit not sick. great. Yeah, a yeah. little bit sick. You know what's good? Oysters and vanilla. Really? Yes. That's one of those things. They both have that kind of like um, very per- perfumey. Yes. Yeah. Pheromonic makes kind sense. of vanillin. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, it's uh, frick. Castorium? This, no, this is like one of those like stupid perfume like words. Uh, I'd, 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 Iodine? No, I'd. Idaho's. Idaho's. It's like Idaho. No, you know, girl. (laughs) That one? No, aldehydes. 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 Mm -hmm. Thank you. I'm also a aside from being a food nerd, I'm also a perfume nerd. They both have similar aldehydes, which is why when you put it in your mouth, it tastes good together. Should we start a perfume podcast? Yeah. Is you that like? <gasps> don't tell me that because I will drop everything and I will do a pure perfume podcast. I'm just going to be like, yeah, so it smells pretty good. <laughs> I don't think there's notes of juniper, jasmine. <laughs> it smells like a sexy, sexy lady's wearing it, but like dignified, huh? <laughs> like a sexy, dignified lady. What's okay. that? Sandals wood? <laughs> sandals and wood? <laughs> <laughs> okay, FSU Lax twenty two says avocado is overrated and tastes like cardboard. What kind of cardboard are you eating? Can I have some? Because I love avocado. They're either eating really bad avocados or really good cardboard, <laughs> and I want to know which one. I don't. I'm not ruling either of them out. You could be right, but bro, just give me some of that cardboard. Yeah, if your cardboard tastes like avocado, sign me up. I I, I get why people wouldn't like an avocado. Like. No. Th- there aren't a ton of other plants like it, right? But yeah, that's the good part. It's like the added cream. It's like natural creaminess. I agree with that. Yeah. I, th- those are the reasons I love it, but I could see how someone would be freaked out by it, but I, I could never see how someone would think it tastes like cardboard. Also, uh, there's a big Florida State lacrosse fan, FSU Lax 22. 
Go, go, go Knowles lacrosse team, but your opinions are bad. At Busby. Oh, good, good little segue here, Nicole. Mm-hmm. White rice with ranch and bacon bits is delicious, and oat milk is much better than <laughs> almond milk. Two opinions. One opinion per casserole. Uh, not much of a casserole at all, I suppose, at that point. White rice with ranch and bacon bits. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds like a yeah. thing I would have eaten growing up. That, that yeah. sounds like what my mom's signature dish would have been had uh-huh. she had a signature dish. Got it. It would have been like, that. You think it's real bacon bits or fake bacon bits? Fake. It's, it's Bacos. Oh, it's Bacos. It's Bacos. Okay. It's the thing that looked like the, the fish food. Yeah, they're vegan. They're vegan. They're great. It's just yeah. like little rice crunchies with liquid smoke in it and yeah. salt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. love them. Cool. Uh, yeah, this is cool. I also agree that oat milk is better than almond milk, but oat milk has more fat than almond milk, so that's why you like it, because it emulsifies better in your coffee. No, it has more carbs, right? It doesn't Both. have as much fat. Does it have more fat, too? It, okay, so oat milk needs an added fat to help uh, it emulsify. Makes sense. Because almonds have natural fat in there, mm-hmm. and so it just mixes up, but it kind of separates. I don't know if you've noticed that. Almond milk? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes, though, they'll put, like, carrageenan, in. They'll put yeah. some sort of chemical thing in, guar gum. Yeah, 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 yeah. But with oat milk, they use less of that because they use vegetable oil to help emulsify it. Oh, yeah, so oh, you see oh, a lot oh. of the times whenever you make your own almond milk, it separates and it gets weird. But if you buy, like, store-bought or if you add a little bit of vegetable oil to mm. it, it helps with the co- combination. It's funny, though, that sometimes we... We confuse like fat creaminess with carb creaminess, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Like, like risotto, right? Risotto, you people use the term creamy for risotto, but there's no cream it's in starch. risotto. It's just starch making yeah. creaminess. So that's the difference between almond milk and oat milk. You're getting starch versus fat, except they kind of add more starch into one and add more fat into another. Yeah. Yeah. I like almond milk. I like oat milk more. Awkward. Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> <laughs> You're awkward. You said I I smile like a babe, baby, like a babe, like a young baby. No, I said you bring <laughs> the same joy to my life as a baby. <laughs> Are you for real? That's yeah. the best compliment you've ever yeah, given me. Other than when you called me your de facto best friend. That actually, was two I hours myself. ago. I you called, called yourself my de facto best friend. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. That was a, a, a title you bestowed upon yourself. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. Uh, <laughs> Okay, Neep and Nut. <laughs> nut has come up a couple times, and we still don't know really? how to pronounce her name. Okay, Nip and Nut says, <laughs> I don't know how weird this is, but opinion casserole. SpaghettiOs with meatballs are far superior to the meatball-less SpaghettiOs, which are just sad. They're both sad. Sorry. Uh, now, SpaghettiOs with meatballs was my favorite food until I was like nine, <laughs> and it was indeed much fancier and better than meatball-less SpaghettiOs. Okay. Looking back now, if you taste them side by side, the meatballs does taste like dog food a little bit, <laughs> but not in a bad way. Like in a way that I really love canned meat products and they Ew, all smell like, like po- dog food. Like potted meat. Potted meat. Corned beef hash in a can oh is so God. much better than the fresh stuff. Dintimore beef stew. Give I like me all that. Yeah, Dintimore yeah. is good. But you know what that's done is that I don't smell those and go, that smells like dog food. I smell dog food and I go, that smells like <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> I'm you dead issues, serious. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why you do that? I no, I don't. Pate, pate. This is a good example. I eat yeah. a lot of canned pork liver, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. No, there's a Vietnamese brand of pork liver pate, the same stuff you put on banh mi. It's really good. I've had that. It's before. really good. You crack it open, it smells like dog food because dog food is just Made canned liver. liver. Yeah, you know. So I smell dog food, and I'm just like mm, sandwich bread. And I don't think there's anything weird about that. Yeah. Okay. Dog food is just he, all dog food is technically. <laughs> 
human. F- I'm getting it. No, weird it's not. Stop. You're digging yourself into a hole. Okay. I deserve to have it's like some of them are just like bison, cranberries and barley. And I'm like, that's a good snack for a growing boy, too. We have epic bars that literally have those three things in them. Those are dog food. Epic bars are as close <laughs> to dog food as dog food. All right. At Royal City Rocco one. I prefer barbecue chips with French onion dip over plain slash ridge chips. Plain slash rich <laughs> chips are good dipped in ketchup, Miracle Whip, or both. <laughs> this is just a kind of series of chips. It's like they were trying to get this off their chest. Yeah, You're it's like, okay. I let need it to happen. Tell someone. You got to let it happen. But this does bring up, Nicole, a very controversial topic. What is and that? I, and I know what you're saying, Josh. You say every topic's good, but not that. This is, wow, what a controversy. I hope that people, if you know, if you're going to come for us for saying this, then it's fine because we need to say this. We have an obligation, Nicole, to the people. I guess. I don't think you should dip flavored chips into a dip. What? That's, I don't know. I that's don't, wrong. Uh, even like dipping Doritos in salsa doesn't taste right to me. Do, Using Doritos, who dips Doritos in salsa? Well, we're talking, we're talking about dipping flavored chips into a flavored no, dip. No, no, no. Okay, have you ever, have you ever dipped, like you said, a barbecue chip with French onion dip? It don't taste right to me. Well, uh, okay. The, the <laughs> seasoning powder is the dip. It is a dry dip. It is a salsa seca. <laughs> Already on top of the chip. <laughs> no, no, no. That's a f- no, no, no. You are wrong. The flavor has been done. <laughs> okay. What about you take a a flaming hot Cheeto and you dip it in cream cheese? That's the one exception. <laughs> the one exception. Okay. What but if you said, take? Let me hold finish. On, hold on. Let me finish. Okay. Go go ahead. Yes. Oh, I thought you had something to say. No, no, no. You can. Okay. So what I was gonna say is that um, cream cheese <laughs> is like a plain dip. So you can't take. Well, okay. Well, wait, wait, wait. What if <laughs> I take scallion cream cheese? Uh, I think you uh, you get one mix in. It's like a cold stone no. where your parents go, you get one mix in, Wink. I don't have 59 cents from gummy bears. You get sprinkles. You get one mix in, but then anything after that, you put a single speck of black pepper in that scallion cream cheese. It's no longer a plain dip. Oh my God, stop Scallion it. cream cheese is okay. a plain dip. What? Okay, let's think about something else. Uh, what's, a, what's a dip? What's a dip you like? Guacamole. Guacamole. No, no one dips chips in guacamole. Like, who's going to dip lays in guacamole? Oh, potato. <laughs> when you said no one dips chips in guacamole, I was like, Nicole, you need to get no, out no, more. No, chips no, like, we're talking about, no, we're talking about, no, we're talking about, like, potato chips. Yeah, potato yeah, potato chips, chips, potato potato chips. chips. Buffalo chicken dip. Okay, ranch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but like, are you saying just like ranch chips? <laughs> dipping ranch chips in buffalo chicken dip? I don't think it would taste right to me. Well, no, it would. You're right. What if you take buffalo chips and dip them in ranch? Ranch is a plain dip. <laughs> <laughs> What if, wait, this is so silly. This is so silly. What if you took, okay, have you ever had the Ruffles queso? Uh, it's the green and blue package. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, what if you dip that in refried beans? Okay, that sounds pretty good to me. I think I'm just a fraud. Um, but <laughs> I'll give you that one. I'll give you that one. Okay, Barbecue cool. chips, French onion dip. That sounds like really, it literally changed you doing that to me. You doing this Freudian sort <laughs> yeah. of breakdown that actually did change the potential flavor of barbecue chips yeah. and French onion dip in my mouth. You need to, listen, you need to see all options before you until you hate something. That's I'm a firm believer in that. That's a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> sentiment, Nicole. Okay. Uh, NM Zimmer XO says, I eat peanut butter, butter. And cheese sandwiches. I feel like, I mean, I've liked it since middle school or so, LOL. Um, okay. Have we addressed, uh, hold on, Nicole, I'm going to jump in and, and just interrupt to, to mansplain you right now. What? 
Um, no, we, we have not addressed, I believe, in the podcast since we did the live stream that we ate a bunch of your garbage peanut butter opinions. Garbage. Most of them were pretty bad, right? Yeah, a lot of them were really bad. I, no offense. I spent, whenever we would talk about these on opinions like casseroles, I would always give it the benefit of the doubt of like, oh, I could see how that works. Peanut butter and tomato, peanut butter and avocado. I can see this. No. And then in practice, they were almost all bad. They were almost all inedible. Peanut butter and jalapeno. It was good. It, it was makes good. sense. You know, I've had jalapeno peanut butter before, and it's yeah. really good. It makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, peanut butter, eggs, and sriracha was maybe my second favorite. Like, uh, I like the marshmallow fluff and the stovetop. Oh, marshmallow fluff, peanut butter, and stovetop stuffing was a shocker. That was Yeah, very I really like that one. <laughs> but a lot of them. The peanut butter and the hot dog, not good. Peanut butter and salami, not good. So we've, we've now given a lot of these a shot, um, and I can pretty confidently say, to me, peanut butter, butter, and cheese sounds bad. Um, yeah. Bad, right? Bad. Bad. Yeah. 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 Bad. Uh, you enjoy it. That's the only important thing. You've liked it since middle school. Lol. You say, that's fantastic. <laughs> Good for to you. To me, bad. Yeah. Ooh, this is interesting. At Kamantum Actual, hazelnut spread and cream cheese is superior to PB&J. I've never had that, but as someone who doesn't like cream cheese frosting, uh-huh. I don't know that I would like a... They're talking about Nutella, right? Uh, I like to think that they're talking about Nutella. Why wouldn't they just say Nutella? Could be nocholata. Okay, whatever. Bootleg ass Nutella. Whatever. Yeah, uh, when I was growing up, uh, we would eat this on matzah. This would be my really? snack. Nutella and cream cheese? Nu- well, it was kosher for Passover, Nutella, oh, yeah, yeah. which was the weird growth. I- I've seen yellow, that, yeah. At the, the yellow top. At the Valley Village, Ralph's yeah, yeah. the kosher then, section. And then the whipped cream cheese and mm, then matzah. Mm, mm, it was actually mm, mm, really good. I really enjoyed it. And this flavor combination, I still enjoy to this day. I grew up on cream cheese and jelly, and that is a fantastic oh, combo no. that I love. No, no, no. You don't like cream cheese and jelly? I mean, I do. It kind of tastes like a Danish. Yeah, that's yeah. the best part about it. Yeah, it kind of tastes like a Danish, but I think Nutella holds a very special place in my heart. Mm, so that's I fair. love I'm, Nutella. I'm not the biggest Nutella fan. I, I enjoy it on, on crepes and things like that, but I don't go out of my way to eat it. At Captain Femme Shep, cinnamon should be thrown back into the fires of hell from whence it came. Okay. Also, when you say whence, you don't need to say from whence. It's actually just back to the fires of hell whence it came. Uh, Okay, Shakespeare. Cinnamon is like the best spice, though. The best spice? Cinnamon's no. like... The best? I don't know about the best. What what would you what do you got over cinnamon? I think we're gonna discuss that on a podcast a little later. Oh, oh, quite interesting. Uh, but no, cinnamon's great. Um, you, you're just like kind of wrong on this. I yeah, don't know, I don't know how better good. to explain that. Cinnamon is delicious. Maybe you you just have a heavy hand with it, or you just don't know how to use it, and like you're just like you think. Listen, a teaspoon of cinnamon in a recipe is actually a lot of cinnamon because it's so fine and it's so like concentrated. The powder, like it's a lot of cinnamon. I think people do just chuck it into too many sweet goods without any intentionality yeah, to it. Yeah, I agree. But yeah. I mean, I, I love cinnamon and savory food, though. Me too. Like, you, I mean, even like a fa broth, right? You get that just like slight perfumey cinnamony. Yeah, that I little get bit of more spice. star anise. More like, anise, yeah, yeah. I, one time I had I had pho broth from Whole Foods and it was so star anise. I was like, bleh. Yeah, yeah. It uh, tastes, tastes like, like a candle. It tastes mm-hmm, like a candle. Mm-hmm. Okay, leftover Jared says, I eat tamales with mayonnaise and it's delicious. <laughs> Josh, this is the last time I'm telling you, stop <laughs> making burner accounts. I'm not interested in your crappy opinions. Jacques. You can uh, just say them to my face. I would eat tamales with mayonnaise. So a couple days ago, I had um, tweeted a picture of what I refer to as white trash tamales. And I know people might say, Josh, you can't say white trash anymore. That's that's offensive. Uh-huh. It's my people. I can say what I want. Okay. Um, I made yesterday what um, someone referred to as uh, guisados huero. Sorry, guisados huero. Okay. Which is a, a, a white boy stew, I believe. Um, but Huero it, means white boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I put green bean casserole on my taco and it was really was delicious. Was it good? And so that to me is the perfect um, fusion 
that leads into mayonnaise on tamales. That's great. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. One more. One more. One more. We got time for one more. Hold on. I like this one. I like this one. At Link Roberts one. Cheetos aren't chips and neither are Fritos. We already debated this, Not Josh. Fritos. Not Fritos. Fritos. They're saying Fritos, Fritos aren't are chips chi- in the same way that Orzo aren't noodles. Oh. But she has a point. You can't. That's why Fritos had to create a whole separate Frito to make it dippable as a chip. Fritos scoops. I agree. Fritos are not chips, and that's the final no, word. Nicole Fritos can't respond strip. because we are Fritos out are of time today. Fritos are strips, and I oh like to my do my Thank you thing. so much for stopping by. Whatever this podcast is called. All right. On that note, thank you for listening to a hot dog is a sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions or Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at Mythical Chef or Zade with the hashtag Opinion Casserole. For more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pictures of your dishes, hit us up on Instagram at Mythical Kitchen. See you all next time. I love you.